Good morning, friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Sunday morning, 15 January 2023, and I've got a whole episode prepared for you. I'm going to release it tomorrow, though. Mine changed Monday. I'm having a little trouble with my voice this morning, so I'm going to give you back, as a preface to what we're going to talk about for Mind Change Monday, I want to give you back the first time we talked about Eugene Peterson's book, Run With The Horses, was back in May. It was uh, talked about the fact that it was Lisa and I's anniversary, so you'll hear some of that. It's not our anniversary. Our anniversary is in May. So it's an old episode, but it's it's setting up what we're going to talk about for Mind Change Monday, and I think it's important to bring it back to you today because this idea from Eugene Peterson's book is something that I've been thinking about a lot, how we keep circling back to the same issues and problems in our lives, and there's a great stretch of biblical history where we learn that, number one, there's nothing new under the sun. Number two, we're not all that different from how people have always been. And so we can learn lessons and maybe apply those lessons to our own lives and not have to repeat the same cycle of trouble that these folks that I'm going to tell you about tomorrow went through for 1,500 years. So hopefully our troubles won't last that long. I hope you're getting January off to a great start. And today is a day of rest for you. I hope you get to worship with your people and and have some time off from work and uh, just enjoy yourself a little bit today and hope this will help. And I'll be back with you tomorrow with brand new Mind Change Monday. God bless you, friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I hope that today, whatever today is for you when you hear this, just turns out to be a day that God broke through in some place in your life. I'm having one of those mornings. Yesterday was our 16th anniversary, and we spent a good part of it working out in the shop. We had this crazy sandstorm in Nebraska, a huge windstorm, and we were expecting a delivery out in the shop. And so we turned uh, the lights on and opened the garage door in the shop, and and it just happened to be right about when that big sandstorm hit. And the the shop, this we have this 40 by 80 foot shop, just blew full of sand and dirt. And we had spent so much time cleaning and getting that thing turned into our, we have kind of a half and half shop now. We have the front half, the, the south half of the shop is our tractor and lawnmowers and all the gear and tools and all that stuff that you use to run a, a ranch or a farm or whatever you call this place that we live on. Um, we call it Moon River Ranch, but we don't raise any animals here except Harvey and Lewis and uh, it's uh, used to be a farm and we're on a hay field and next to a cornfield, but we don't grow anything ourselves, so it's kind of funny. Not sure what we call it, but we're we're trying to manicure this place and, and redeem it and, and you know be good stewards of this beautiful place. And so we're, we've been cleaning and, and working and getting this shop 
kind of ready to go. And and when it blew full of dirt, it was just kind of discouraging. Lisa and I both were in Tata. We're, all three of us were just sort of like, now we got to do all that work again, right? And it was just sort of a, a lot of work. But what happened is I realized, like, that, that's sort of the, the recurring theme of life, right? As you're going to, you're going to, to pursue something, you're going to try hard, and a sandstorm's going to come along and fill it all back up with dirt again, right? That's going to happen. But you keep chipping away at it. You shut the garage door, you get the vacuum out, you clean it up, and you go back at it. And guess what? The next time you open the door, the sandstorm has passed, right? And so you, you have a chance now to, to be, have it a little bit better than before. And now you learned a lesson like, okay, well, wait, when the wind's blowing that hard, we don't, we don't do that work in the shop, right? Then we don't open the door then. And guess what? We've, we've now learned a little nuanced lesson based on experience and has left us in a better place than we were off before. And we've made a little bit more progress, right? So the storm comes along. Jesus says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy in John 10, 10. But I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly, right? He said in John 16, 33, this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. There's going to be sandstorms, right? There's going to be issues and there's going to be problems, but we're going to make progress every day. And the reason we're going to make progress is because we're going to remodel how we feel about circumstances and how we understand that feelings aren't facts, they're chemical events, and that circumstances aren't realities until we make them, until we allow them to be, right? We could have just left the shop door open and let it keep filling up with sand and been just stuck and given up, but we didn't do that. We shut the door and got to work, and today we're better off than we were yesterday, and we've learned a lesson, and we got a new strategy, right? I want to send a shout out to Roberta Wilson. I got an email from Roberta Wilson listening in Oregon. She says, thank you for reading us the 34th Psalm yesterday. Roberta just says, I want you to know somebody's listening out here in Oregon. Got an amazing email from a listener named Kara. Um, and it, it's a it's a long email, and I'm going to break it down. And there's, there's some lessons in there that I think we can learn from Kara about some dealing with some chronic illness and dealing with some challenges of having to remodel the way she lives her life. But I just want to I want to give you one paragraph that Kara said that was just incredible. In Remodel May, I've been praying to be restored back to my original complete health and self prior to getting COVID. What spoke so clearly to me was your episode where you clearly said you can't have that. It was like a slap across the face. Wake up, Kara. I have to trust in the Lord's plan, not my own. The Israelites wandering in the desert wanted to go back to Egypt because they thought it was better for them there. That's all they knew. They had to endure the desert to get to the promised land that was flowing with milk and honey. I will endure the hard times, Kara says, knowing the Lord has equal or exceeding measure of reward from his promise in store for me. I'm just trying to figure out what and where he's calling me. That's exactly it, Kara. You hit the nail on the head. That's what remodel's about, is getting to the place where you can say, okay, there's a subset of things in my past that might have been good things, but you can't have them anymore. That's in the past. And God says, I've got something different for you in the future. Like the Israelites had to leave behind the, the you know, the, the, what they thought was a good place for something better and they always tended to forget that they were actually enslaved back then they, they, they romanticized about what they had and they forgot that they were you know being imprisoned against their will so they kind of downplayed the bad and upplayed the good and the reality is your past is never quite as good and sometimes not quite as bad as you thought it was right god's got something in store for you well 
We've been talking about remodel man. I told you yesterday, the day before yesterday, that hope is a verb. It's an action word. It's not something that just happens. It's something that requires action. And the component parts are memory and movement. And the whole book of Lamentations is our story about memory, about taking hope, about remembering what God has done in the past, about reminding ourselves of all the things he's done in the past that have led us to this place and gotten us through all those previous difficult events. Remember that that t-shirt I talked about a while back, sweat dries and blood clots and bones heal. All those previous injuries and difficulties, well, guess what? We made it through them. Well, the other part of it though is movement i've told you the story before about the movie saving private ryan it's a perfect metaphor of what happens when you have to take this decision to to grab hope and go for it grab it by the throat and get after it and what happened is they get off those higgins boats and they're under withering fire and they get onto the beach at the ones that didn't drown or get shot immediately they finally made it to the beach and the first little berm or or obstacle they come to where they have what they feel like is a little bit of safety that they can hunker down behind a lot of those guys got stuck they're paralyzed with fear and that they finally feel a little bit safe and they can't convince themselves to go forward but the problem is there's ocean behind them and there's german gunners training their fire and getting closer and closer to figuring out how to fire the mortars or fire the machine guns to get those guys and if you stay put on that beach the captain says you're getting ready to die like you, you feel safe here. You feel like you've got some shelter, but this isn't a place that you can stay for very long. And that's what happens, friend. When you encounter something that knocks you the wind out of your sails, that, that just sucks the life out of you, you hit this long COVID like Kara's talking about, or you lose a child, or the, the guy leaves, or the, the money runs out, or whatever. You get to this place where you finally feel like you're, you've got a little, a little cover to huddle under, and you just can't make yourself take that next step to move forward, and it feels hopeless. What you have to be able to do is look up the beach a little bit farther and say, you know what, this place that I'm in right now, it might feel a little bit safe, but it's really not. I've got to get up to that next hill, and then I've got to get up to that next hill. And the way you finally make it is you start moving forward. I'm always telling you, you start today, you start today, you start today. Why? Because the fire from the enemy is getting closer and closer and closer to you. And if you don't start moving, it's going to take you out. Hopelessness will metastasize into incapacitation if you don't start moving, right? So at some point, you've got to move. So the component parts of hope, the verb of hope are memory and movement, I read a book, I'm reading a book um, right now um, called Long Obedience in the Same Direction by by um, Eugene Peterson. And Eugene Peterson, of course, the guy that translated the message. And he quotes Nietzsche, who actually was a, not a Christian, obviously, but Nietzsche he was a good philosopher and he had a good ability to observe systems and what people were all about and, and kind of boil them down into the, the basics of what people believed. And what he said was that people of faith, that the ones that are successful, it basically is your life turns out to be a long obedience in the same direction. Right, this idea that we 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 know what God wants of us, and we just keep trying over and over to be a little bit more faithful as time goes on, and we mess up and we fall down, and we and when I told you a while ago, I'm having a a morning here where I'm where I'm like re- reflecting on the almost the middle of Remodel May, and I'm looking at these two pictures of Jesus and the picture of Lisa in front of me, and over to my left, a uh, picture of, of Mitch playing this bass, and another picture of Mitch when he was a senior in high school, and then the little um, 
pencil drawing of the smiling Jesus that my friend Jeff Nelson gave me. And I'm just surrounded in this office by, by my Savior and my son who's lost and my darling who's looking at me. And I'm just saying, you know what? There's some stuff in my life that I need to fix. There's some things that I've been, you know, while I'm talking into this microphone, there's still some stuff in my life that I'm not perfected. I'm, I'm not successful at yet and I need to fix them and today's one of those days for me where I'm like you know what it's time to move forward past this particular set of things that I've been kind of battling with my whole adult life and it's time to move forward and get them squared away it's just time it's time let's remodel May and it's time to get after it so what do you do how do you start moving forward well, another thing Eugene Peterson said in his amazing book, Run With the Horses, that I read recently, is this quote about hope. And what he said was, hope commits us to actions that connect with God's promises. Hope commits us to actions that connect with God's promises. I'm always saying it like this. You have to have memory and you have to have movement and you have to engage the muscle of hope. Because hope is a verb. Hope is an action word. Eugene Peterson says, Hope acts on the conviction that God will complete the work that he has begun, even when the appearances, especially when the appearances, oppose it. I think I told you before about the field at Anatoth. There's a story in Jeremiah chapter uh, 31, I think, 31 and 32, where the Babylonians have enslaved the people. And, and all is lost, right? The, they've, they've been camped out. It's like if you were in Ukraine right now and the Russians had camped out in your city and, and they were all, you know, taking all your property, they're stolen all the stuff, they're blowing everything up. And somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you want to buy my house? I'll sell it to you. I got a, you have a good deal on my house right here. And you would say, you're crazy. The Russians are here. Your property's worth nothing. I'm like, why would I buy your house? Like, it's getting ready to get blown up. Well, the, Jeremiah here in Jeremiah 31 is prophesying that there's hope. He's telling people not to give up. And his cousin comes and says, hey, buy my field at Anatoth. Buy my field. Hanamel is his name. He comes up and says, hey, buy my field. I want you to buy this property. It should stay in the family. And Jeremiah's like, well, hang on a second. The, the Babylonians have taken all that land. I can't, just, you know, why would I buy land from you? And God tells him, do it. And basically God says, hey, in Jeremiah thirty-two fifteen, God says life is going to return to normal. Homes and fields and vineyards are again going to be bought in this country. And Jeremiah buys the field. He makes a big show out of it, actually. goes and makes everybody see that he's putting the money on the line to buy this place. And he says, he says, I am going to take action. I'm going to purchase this in front of witnesses. God, God says to him, go, um, buy the field, pay for it in cash, make sure there are witnesses. And Jeremiah prays, he wants to make sure, and in, in, in 32, 27 and 42 through 43, he says, stay alert. I am God, the God of everything living. Is there anything I can't do? I will certainly bring this huge catastrophe on this people, but I will also usher in a wonderful life of prosperity. I promise fields are going to be bought here again. God says, Jeremiah, it looks desperate. It looks lost, but it's time for you to put your mouth, put your money where your mouth is. And you're telling the people that there's still hope. I'm telling you to go buy that field. And he does it. 
because hope commits us to actions that connect with God's promises. So you don't just wish that it'll get better someday, friend. You don't just hope and wish and pray. You actually, at some point, you've got to go get the cash out and buy the field at Anatoth. You've got to run forward on the beach in the face of all that fire because hope acts on the conviction that God will complete the work that he has begun even when, especially when, the appearances oppose it. Hope is a verb, friend. It's memory and movement. That's the component parts of it. And in the middle of remodel May here, sometimes you have to remodel your movement and stop just circling around the same old issues over and over and over again. Put your money where your mouth is and buy the field at Anatoth and get after it. And it'll be okay, but you got to do it and you got to start today. I'm going to play you a song from Tommy Walker. He did a whole concert called The Pursuit of God, basically based on an A.W. Tozer book by the same title. And one of his songs um, in that concert was called Earnestly, and it's incredible. And it's just this idea about pursuing God and not not giving up and not not quitting and just going after it full throttle and that's what we're doing here in Remodel May. Don't forget if you need prayer wwwmdcom slash prayer and please connect to the newsletter wwwmdcom slash newsletter. Got something new coming from Substack that'll be really cool but for now wwmdcom slash newsletter is the way to get connected to this community. I want you to remember the two component parts of hope are memory and movement. Don't forget where you've been. Don't forget what God's done and get ready to get after it put your money where your mouth is and buy that field or run forward in the face of the fire or get up and run again Kara or get after it Roberta and just just go because it's time to start today what a great promise what an amazing truth we stand on that he is the God who's with us and um, many years ago I I, uh, I was house sitting a house for my brother Jerry who's a, a real estate agent and it was in winter, and I'd come home from work, and I'd be in this house all alone. And I just stayed in this one room, because there was only heat in one room. And somebody gave me the book, the A.W. Tozer classic, The Pursuit of God. And um, I was in one of those dry times in my walk with the Lord, and I began reading that book. And I remember at the end of each chapter there was a prayer by A.W. Tozer and I just in faith I remember just literally kneeling and and uh, reading those prayers just with all my heart to the Lord and I just sensed his nearness like never before and, and that book and the writings of Tozer has so put a longing in my heart to know God and to not just know about him but to know him. And um, John 17, 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that we can know him, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Not just sing about him and not just discuss things about him, but to begin a journey to know him and to hear him speak. And that's what this night is really all about. And we're going to sing this song earnestly and um Church, this is our prayer tonight, our earnest prayer, that he would reveal himself to us even now as we sing.
eternal life that God who meets our deepest need, our hearts are restless till we find our rest in this great
is eternal life that Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.